Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens. Ryan is here for a hiccup, and Rob, the old guy, yeah, joins us again. I'm, I'm still alive. And kicking. Luckily, oh. Rob, the old guy, is here to supplement uh, Ryan, the five-minute guy. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you've recognized that, and my apologies <laughs> to your significant other. Uh, yeah, you know, one day I hope to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and most things, nobody wants to be that rapid. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> But you know what, James, one, of, one of James and I's uh, uh, favorite songs, well, favorite being more of a novelty, I think, than, than, than a legit favorite song. James, you might be able to remind me who this is by, but there's a song called 60 Minute Man. And yeah. I can't Billy I Ward and the when... Thank you, Billy Ward and the Dominoes. Way to come in clutch with the <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> Written a long ass time ago, and it's one of those, like, you didn't realize how dirty that, that song was. You might have just had the tune in your That head. far back? You got know, kind of thing. Yeah, and, right. um, like, Good Golly Miss Molly is my usual example. Like, right. that song is a, uh, a song about a chick who likes to bang while her parents were off. My, my, my favorite... You know, and, my favorite one is Yummy, Yummy, Yummy. I've got love in my tummy. Because I've seen Yeah, it. but that's the 60s. But I've seen He's it. going back to the 50s. Well, yes, but I've seen it in Wally kids. Pop. My favorite part is I've seen it in kids' commercials. Yeah, and, well. And every time I see it, it, oh, gives, yeah, right. it right. gives me this, oh, ooh, that, that's, that's pedophilia well, right now. That's a, it's the same reaction, same reaction I have when I hear Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah played at, like, church events. Like, have you fuckers <laughs> listened to the lyrics of this song? Well, there's, <laughs> it's the melody. It, they're well, all the, going for the melody. There's actually a version of it. The chorus. They, get to, they get to cop out on the four Hallelujahs that are sung every, every chorus. There, there's actually a version of it done by, I can't remember the guy, but he's a, actually a, a fairly famous worship leader up in, in California that actually rewrote it. So it, 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 it has the lyrics, but it, you could use it as a Christian song versus the song you're saying about the fact they actually play the whole thing is hilarious. Oh man. Yeah, it, when it, that it, was on Shrek, most, there like, were so many Christian people that are like, Oh, this is such a great song. It's a great melody. Yeah, right. And they just never listen to it. I've heard it at graduation. <laughs> I mean, it's really inappropriate. <laughs> oh, I, and, it, and it's one of the most beautiful <clears throat> songs about unrequited, you know, soccer type of love yeah. you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, yeah, with, a, oh, with an underage child. My, my other favorite one <laughs> is um, hearing Christians who love the song Imagine. Uh-huh. Uh. Oh, yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, apparently you guys don't know much about John Lennon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, a, a... Well, he even says in the song, imagine a world without religion. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. just kind of putting that out there. <laughs> I, I remember yeah. mentioning to somebody yeah. who was a big John Lennon fan at one point in time. That so, was sort of his Harry Krishner period of time. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I, I remember mentioning to somebody who was a giant John Lennon fan at one time. It's like, do you ever look into John Lennon? It's like, it's like no, I love John Lennon. Did you, did you ever realize he beat his wife? He was not the nicest his, guy in the and world. And his second wife. Well, he cheated, and, cheated on his first wife with the, the, the with worst Yoko, woman in the world. With Yoko Ono. <laughs> throat, it's like, what? Really? I, I would rather be strapped to a chair listening to throat singers and Yoko Ono anything. Uh, anyway. Um, so how's L.A.? Yeah. yeah. Man, it's going crazy down here. Is it? Like, yeah, and and I, I might be more sort of uniquely uh, uh, in, in line to have a more um, cynical opinion just based on my, <laughs> my profession of being. Well, that's true patient. too. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, like I, I feel uniquely qualified to 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 speak to it. Uh, uh, you know, like, like, like craziness, I, I guess. I mean, let's just put it this way. There's, I've probably gotten a hundred calls the last couple of days, you know, families, you know, Hey, we want to make arrangements. His dad died. And it's like, okay. Uh, and the first thing out of their mouth is like, Hey, are you guys accepting anybody? Mm-hmm. Because they've already talked to four different mortuaries who were like, Hey, sorry. We're full. Can't help you. Yep. Yep. Yeah, basically, you know, yep. and we're kind of in the same boat, you know, we're, we're a pretty small place and, uh, you know, my instinct isn't to tell people to F off, like, Hey, sorry, you know, better luck next time. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've got this instinct of like, like, Hey, I want to try to help better you. Better luck next time. I like that. 
That's that's uh, that's pretty damn cruel, uh, Ryan. I gotta, <laughs> yeah. You're pretty funny, man. Even for us, but that's the, pretty the like last damn. I heard. Yeah, the last I heard is the National Guard was helping the L.A. County um, pick up dead people. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that too. Like that's that's how crazy it's gotten. Now, now, have you gotten the vaccine? You know, no, I haven't yet, and uh, my my driver kid did. Uh, but he's got to go back in a month to get the the, the second. I, I don't know if it's still called a booster, but yeah, yeah the second uh, uh, year of the. I think it's called the second. The uh, yeah, the second one, not the booster. So they think they're they're literally to calling it the second, second shot. So yeah. did did, yeah. his, did his face yeah. go numb? Did he pass out? Any side effects? So his arm went dead. Great. <laughs> yeah, that, did that they was cut it off? We, I, I helped him. We had before to go he turned into a zombie, and he's like, Dude, "My arm doesn't work." <laughs> <sighs> Oh no! I monitored for zombie activity. For so, <laughs> did, did, Speaking of which, does arm ever come talk back? About that, the COVID, the COVID virus was actually found still alive in a dead body at some point. Didn't we discuss that? Well, we we talked about the possibility, yeah. so, and I know has, what's the story. Yeah. And and it and it, and it definitely was. Um, there was a, a guy back in the day. Uh, there's an autopsy firm that's down here that. Um, was concerned because they found, um, you know, COVID cells in a person they were autopsying 18 days after their death. Yeah. Um, so that started working its way around all the mortuaries. Like, hey, by the way, this is still there 18 days later. And it got around so much that I'm hearing it, you know, secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand, and, and so forth. And so I ended up just calling them up. I, I've known them for a while. Just like, hey, I kind of want to get this from the horse's mouth here. What's the deal with that? And I guess they ended up. This was this is back in maybe late March, uh, oh, early, very early into April sometime, yeah. very yep. early. And um, they had had to apparently fight with the CDC just to even you know take the the sample that they had taken. Um, and eventually they did get back to them and said like, yes, there there was COVID cells. Start up the echo on my stairwell. Um, there there was COVID cells, but it wasn't a communicable version of the disease. Oh, um, huh. Interesting. So the the numbers on whether or not it's still uh, still active and what time frame that it is still active is is a little bit a little bit sparse. So usually viruses would die about uh, uh, twenty four to forty eight hours. You know, so yeah. I kind of just doubled that out of the sort of sake of caution. You know, and say okay, four days. You know, after four days, I won't really worry too much. We still have what's referred to as universal precautions, still gloves on, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, certain things can still be affected through, um, like, the bile ducts, you know what I mean? Things like that, uh, where there's still, you know, lots of living organisms and things. So, um, you know, even after somebody's embalmed, like, if they're embalmed immediately, we thought that, okay, hey, we're good once once the embalming takes place. You're just trading blood for, you know, poison, basically. Um, but then I'm getting the word from my embalmer, uh, you know, talking about uh, how even after an embalming takes place, um, the what's uh, referred to lovingly in the industry as purge, which is just, you okay. know, the bile that can yeah. come up after, after whatever. Um, Great name for a heavy metal and, band. Uh, yeah, right. Um, it's still, you know, COVID can still be present even after, like, within that kind of time frame, even after a wow. you know. So, you know, universal precautions aside, you know, you, everybody kind of wants to go a little bit overboard. I'm putting masks, like, on the dead people, you know, <laughs> things like that. Death rattle. But I'd rather be the guy that overreacts instead of didn't react enough, right. you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I mean, the, the, the new strain of the virus, like the UK uh, uh, variant, um, yeah. popped up in San Diego County um, from a guy who didn't even travel to the UK. Wow. Yep. So the guy is like looking at everybody like, I don't even know where the hell this came from because I don't travel. So that means it's already <clears throat> in the community. And this one is uh, 55% uh, uh, more transmissible. I think the original one is 10.5%. This one's 15.5%. Uh, uh, transmission rate. Um, 
And then have you heard and about? And then uh, that one though, it's not any more deadly or anything like that. It's the same thing, but it's just the mutations uh, make it uh, more transmissible. Um, and then there's the South African fucking virus uh, <laughs> variant that is very likely not going to be killed by the vaccine. See, I heard somebody. What is it with everything from South Africa? It's, I heard. I know it's gotta be like just way out there where it's like gonna just murder you without even batting an eye. So uh, I, I heard that the well, the, the UK the version. So I heard, many people are not giving. Sorry, John. So okay. see, I heard the UK version. They're they're considering deadlier because it's so, uh, it spreads so fast. So because it's fifty five percent more, well, I've heard actually said that it's it's deadlier just because it can reach a greater number of people, infect a number of greater number of people. Well, it, it is when you're talking about a population size being being deadlier, but it's not any more deadly to like an individual if you get one versus another, you still have the same likelihood of, you know, serious complications. Makes sense. Um, they are starting to see quite a bit more folks, you know, um, I don't know if we ever talked about the whole comorbidity thing where 99% of the people who were, were catching COVID and dying also had, you know, chronic respiratory illness. Oh, yeah. Underlying condition, you know, yeah. obesity, lots of underlying conditions, even something as simple as high blood pressure. And mm. I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but yeah. high blood pressure and diabetes is going to kill every fucking one of us. Okay? Yeah. This, that's right. issue, another one that they said is diabetes. Diabetes, people with diabetes are more prone to having higher complications with it, which just makes sense. I mean, you, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So fuck this, this, this COVID, this COVID's giving me fucking high blood pressure. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm drinking one more more time a week. We're starting to see, we're starting to see quite a bit more folks, um, with no comorbid comorbidity. Oh, wow. You know, just like flat out, the only thing on their death certificate is fucking COVID-19. That's it. I'm, I'm curious to see what that actually means. Does that mean all the people who have the, the immediate, uh, like, could, could die out faster if, if they already died out or they take better precautions? I'm, I'm curious to see what that actually leans to. So the the real problem is, is that getting to a herd immunity in this is going to be the most important thing, but it's, it's sitting there and stewing in these communities longer than it ever should have. So the chance for mutations is far greater than it usually is. No. And there's only a matter of time. If we don't knock this shit out, if if the the mutations lead to a, a place where, Hey, now there's five variants of this that the, that the vaccine doesn't affect. Now, the Moderna vaccine, once they actually got into it, it took them two days to fucking sequence the actual vaccine itself. Once they, you know, got uh, the, the, the gene sequencing done. Um, and I'm probably messing up some details here, but I know the actual vaccine was two days, 48 hours. They were done. Um, so, you know, there's a likely, you know, chance that, that they can do the same thing in the future, but. You know, we, as far as I know, LA County has never really dipped below the point where they can consider what we're in now a second or a third wave. It's like we're still in the first wave. So, everything I've heard, at least coming from some of the, the, the more liberal communities, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people are actually going for a more China style lockdown where basically nobody can leave except maybe for like an hour for a certain amount of time to buy food. And besides that, you're stuck at home no matter what. Yeah, you know, and, and if we would have done that for three weeks right off the bat and just said, hey, the only people that can go to work are the ones who are stopping, like, the nuclear power plant from going into meltdown, we, we would have been over this shit immediately. You know, it would have been on and done, but, but fucking Americans can't be goddamn bothered See, to, the only to, thing to so, have some fucking inconvenience. So I don't know about where you are, but where I was, it was dead. Nobody was out and about where I was. I remember going to grocery stores. There were nobody there. My commute took 10 minutes faster than it normally does. Uh, there was right. nobody out and about where, uh, it, where I commute in Sacramento and in other outlying yeah. areas. That was that was kind of a lot of what it was going on around here. But when you're talking about an 11 million, you know, uh, uh, people population of like like L.A. County, conservatively 11 million shit it's got to be more than that so has um, the la county sheriff like 12 last i saw has the la county sheriff actually enforced these because there's the uh the reason well, i asked that is because they're the ones that actually were required to enforce any of the orders 
CHP. Well, that's the thing is the the stay at home order it. was never really like a a flat out order. Like it was, I think Riverside County they were they were pulling some folks over, you know, saying, "Hey, what are you doing out?" kind of thing. But it's it, you can't. It's so impossible to regulate that thing from just kind of a constitutional standpoint that nobody really wanted to get into. You know what that would mean <clears throat> if you started like literally citing people, ticketing people. Well, we we, know, we for, discovered for that. Things. We discovered that when most of the sheriffs in, within the state of California said, "No, no, no, we're we're, we're not mask police. We're not we're not doing this." And, right? Uh, yeah, and, right. and and I can't say I blame them, <clears throat> but no. you know when there's so much misinformation going out there via just the ultra politicization of of all of this going on, this should have never been a political thing where one side was was going the other. Um, but you know we could thank fucking Trump for that dumb shit. Eh, that's 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 be honest. That's that's on both sides of the aisle. This this wasn't a one side versus all. Trump didn't help, but you, oh no, Trump Trump did the fucking worst thing he possibly could. He's, he's out there spouting all the fucking bullshit about the hydroxychloroquine, which literally every single fucking reputable study done said it didn't do shit. That was after Not the a fact. Fucking thing. Um, but you know he's he's just talking. I still think we should look at injecting bleach. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, even aside from the silly stuff like that, you know, I took that with a grain of salt. So how's this? Uh, you, did, you, did you know that uh, the two gorillas in the San Diego Zoo Safari Park have tested positive for COVID-19? Really? I remember hearing about that one tiger did. I didn't hear about the gorillas. Yeah, the gorillas now have tested positive. <laughs> it's crossing oh, wow. all over the place now. So I've, yeah, I've, yeah, heard, I've heard a number nice. of... I've heard a number of people saying that this is going to be the end of the humanity, that in 10 years, we're all gone. What do you think? Uh, I think yeah, ten, no, I mean, ten, 10 years not, is too quick know, a time it, frame. Not if it mutates fast. Yeah, for, for really, for anything. No, nah, I think it's too fast. No, nah, uh, 25 years, 30 years, 40 years, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but if, if it ever got to a point where, see, here's the thing is that, that over the months, even the people who were kind of like staunch, oh, this is all bullshit, you know, kind of thing, which, look, I'll be honest, back in, you know, January, early February, I was the, hey, look, I'll worry when there's something to worry about kind of guy, <laughs> you know, but as time went on, you got you worried. Know, my, my, my occupation, I got a little more worried. I got a bit more concerned. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of on that, that last year of the front line sort of thing. So maybe I should take this, you know, a bit seriously. Um, now I'm thinking I didn't take it seriously enough, yeah. but a lot of people have known somebody, even like the, the ultra, you know, conservative, can't tell me what to do kind of folks, which I fucking generally sort of sympathize with. Um, you know, my grandfather always said uh, when he was looking for a house back in the day, I wouldn't want to live anywhere where they tell me I can't have a pink house. <laughs> fucking guy didn't even want a pink house, but let some homeowners association tell him you can't have a pink house. He'd tell him to go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you him. Know, but uh, <laughs> but so many people are are seeing it firsthand. You know, like enough people have this thing now. Enough people know somebody who died or got wicked ill that they're actually like, okay, I can't deny this anymore. My wife, my kid, my my grandmother, my mom, you know, whatever it is. They too many people know somebody who's been directly affected by this. You know, it, it's. Before that, before you know somebody, it's it's in the ether. It's just it's this you know ethereal thing of of like oh yeah I think that thing exists, but I've never seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. Well, I mean that's you know, but now everybody has, and and it's and it's uh that's typical. No I mean that's the way yeah. most things are. Now, do they know <laughs> if this vaccine stays? Like one of the things I heard was early on when they when they were working on the COVID, is they learned that your immunity to the, to the COVID-19 goes away, they say, within six months originally. They said you go from so, fully, yeah, fully now, immune to you're not immune. Months. It's eight months you're yeah, immune now to? now they're at eight months for the, for the actual immunity, for the antibodies if you've had COVID before. Um, the, the recent study that came out was talking about eight months, uh, pretty much kind of that minimum. They think it might be a little more, but they're sticking with that eight-month mark. Now, does, um, does a like, vaccine, are you going to have to go? everybody gets well, my, well, if everybody gets the vaccine and enough people get it and we get to that herd immunity point, the virus goes away like fucking polio, you know? 
Well, my, and it's just, hey, no one has COVID anymore, so no one has to worry about it anymore. Well, my question, does does the vaccine go away? Or we're going to have to do this every eight months for the rest of humanity? So it's, it's going to be just like the standard flu vaccines that we get now. They have to be updated every year. That's, okay. So it's going to be the, the same thing. thing. Yeah. So this is pretty the much. That's thinking about because it is so worldwide, it might have to be that like flu shot you know, every year kind of deal. But at the same time, they're going to have those available. It's going to be at your local CVS or Walgreens, right. you know, the same way the flu shops are, right. you know, um, there's an established protocol for how to do flu versus there was no protocol, you know, for how to do COVID. So the problem with the flu shot is and there's some years, the, the problem with the flu shot is there's some years that they, they completely miss it. Yeah, so, well, so, so is this the fact that at some point <clears> that the pretty much these lockdowns are pretty much permanent? Like one year they're completely no, botch it, and the next no year, no way they're going to be. Our economy, our like economy this. can't take it. Well, all because our, our economy, economy will not, right. we'll crash and burn. Well, all because we can't take it doesn't mean they'll do it. They won't do it though. Well, so that's my question: is 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 that what is, is this is what it's going to be? Is it going to be? Oh, they they really screwed up. Okay, we're in lockdown for the next two years as we get this thing under handle. Because even China's having issues. Yeah, no, now. it wouldn't be because because like Rob's saying, you know, you can't. Um, <laughs> We're, I mean, we're, the, we're like the largest economy in the world. We can't, we just simply can't do it. Well, I, if, I'm just saying if, if that, if this happens and it's like a flu shot and they, and they really, they really screw up, it's going to happen. Well, I don't think they're going to be able to, you know, I don't think we're going to have an error level near as high. Uh, there's more eyes looking at this. There's more companies designing vaccines. You got to remember, this is the only, only the first vaccine out. We've got a number yeah. of them. There's three or four other lined up. To, to come in and the, the, the good right. thing about this not to mention the the worldwide response to this when it came <clears throat> to that vaccine was so like you know my grandfather used to tell me stories about when he was a kid in, during World War II the kids out there collecting scrap metal you know what I mean that's like what it reminds me of the 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 multi-country sort of sort of uh, response to all of this uh, at least from the scientific community has been wonderful you know right, like what right. they've managed to do you know in the, such a short period of time is is remarkable you know the the, the other um, so i think that it's something that everyone is going to be taken seriously as long as it needs to be done you the, know? the other thing i'm wondering on this is what are going to be the side effects of the virus and that's not not health wise i meant like the, the economy, the children, like I've got a kid who's four. How is this going to permanently affect his life? Because they say at a, at a certain age, certain things must happen or they'll be permanently behind the eight Well, ball. He, so, he's going to have an effect of it, John, but well, no, but, 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 but to but, what extent yeah, like, is well, to be seen. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like, they, anything, they, they I say, almost expect to see the cultural stuff, you know, like, uh, listen, youngster, back in my day, we used to shake people's hands. <laughs> this kid's going to look at you like you're a psychopath. I like that. Well, no, like what, what I'm saying, though, is they I, I've heard, and I don't know how much is true, I've heard that kids need certain things at a certain period of time in, in far as educational that are they're permanently behind the eight ball. Are we going to have a generation of people who let, let's face it, that, that they, they, it's either a make it or break it. Are we, are, are we hampering well, luckily ourselves? Luckily we grade on a bell curve. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. not only that, I, everyone's in the same fucking boat, that curve's the same. <laughs> the, the children are amazingly resilient and, and, and they'll bounce back. I, I truly believe that. And so I, I think uh, I'm going to stay on the positive side and say I think we're going to see things come back, and uh, I'm certainly not going to be on the Walking Dead side well, and think everybody's going to turn yeah. into a zombie. Well, I'm, I'm. Yet, if you have any ammunition that you don't want, let me know. So, well, welcome to committing a felony. Um, and, and I feel the same about you, Rob. If you ever want to unload a few. You know, hundred thousand rounds. Yeah, of no problem, no problem. By yeah. the way, none of us oh, yeah. live in the yeah, state yeah. of California. Minus the fact we've all given a. I live in Alaska. Yeah. Hey, so by the way, did that did that go through? Um, like the the, the recent uh, uh, situation. Yeah, that twenty eighteen it actually went through. Oh, as far as like you just can't like like give a box of ammo to somebody. So yeah, so the way the laws yeah. now, you can't lend, give, gift. You can't do anything with ammunition. You can't buy it out of state. You can't order it online. You have to get um, a, a little document from the state of California saying that you're okay to buy ammunition. Every time you go to buy ammunition, they have to run a background check on you. 
And most of it also has to do with, in, in the beginning, and I don't know if this has changed, but in the beginning, when they first this law passed, if you didn't have a firearm that was already registered to you in the particular caliber of ammunition that you were going to purchase, yep. they wouldn't let you purchase it. By the way, this also means, say, if you have a handgun that, say, your great-grandfather gave to your dad and your dad gave to you, and it's not registered to the state of California, you can't buy ammo for said gun because it's not known to the state of California. Yeah, that was the case. Now, what do you I, mean you can't I, buy ammo for that gun? How do, you, how do they know what gun you're buying it for? Well, it, it, it has to do with the caliber. So let's say you had an antique cal- caliber and some, something like thirty-eight fifty-five, some weird, bizarre caliber that you know just isn't normally produced now. You couldn't buy it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, most of these people have to hand load for those particular guns anyway, but that's a different story. Sure. The point The point is, is See? that... Well, no. Well, the point, I guess the point I was making is that the way they were going, that if you did not have a firearm in that particular caliber <laughs> registered to you, uh, you couldn't buy... You couldn't buy that caliber. I mean, it, so if all you have is a three fifty seven and you're you buying forty five, you can't buy forty five. If all you had registered to you is But how do they I mean, literally like there's that registry where the person that's selling you the ammo says, like, sir, you don't have a, a firearm in the caliber, I can't sell you this ammo. Correct, because yeah, they have check. to run a background check on you through the Department of Justice. Yeah. Oh shit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well see, so you just do what I do. You go to a gun store uh, a gun store <laughs> uh, uh, a shooting range. Doesn't work that way, Ryan. So what happens is if you go to a shooting range, this, this is, a, this is the, even worse. You go to a shooting range and say you want to buy a box of ammunition, if you could find it now. But you go to a range and, okay, let's say you buy a box of 38 specials, right? So you buy that box yeah. of 38 specials in the range. You go and shoot the range and you shoot 30 rounds out of that 50-round box. Guess what? Yeah. You can't take that 20 rounds back home with you. You have to leave it with the range or give it to the range. What if it's just like, you know, in my bag with all my other shit? You're committing a felony. So then, yeah, then you've committed a felony. Yep. Yep. Welcome to California. Yeah. Welcome to paying attention to gun laws in California. All my my ammo got lost in a boating accident. That's right. It all went up in a So I wanted, I I did want to switch to something that it's, (laughs) it's, it's still controversial. So we're going to stick on the topic of being unhappy and miserable. Um, but this is this is a, a little bit of regarding what's been happening to Parler and other apps, and this is a, this is this is a statement I I put up on the Mad Trio show. So no, this this isn't what you think. So just all right, all right, all right. So one of the founding principles of Old Guy Tech TV and the Mad Trio podcast is a belief in free speech, and with that belief comes the acknowledgement that you must not only protect the speech you agree with, but the speech you don't. In these tumultuous times, we ask you to reach across the aisle and start a conversation with someone. If you can find one thing you can agree on, you can change the world. And, and the reason why I say this is, is because of the shutdown of Parler. Now, you could dislike Parler. You can hate Parler. They definitely need a moderation, and I'm conservative. But you're shutting down avenues of conversation with people. And Yeah, which, I, I, John, I'm totally with you on the shutting down the avenues of communication. And there's, there's too few people that have a, a monopoly on the, 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 the sort of yeah. avenue. I mean, what, and a lot of people want the to consider like a public yeah. utility when it comes to social media. But, you know, here's the fucking ironic thing is that when, when Zuckerberg was up there and they're talking about trying to, to break up Facebook company – the Republicans were the ones who shot that shit down. You right. know? Um, so <clears throat> then leaves the parlor, which look, the people who, who incited all of the actual fucking violence on that site were violating absolutely the terms of the, the user agreement yep. with parlor. Okay. Yep. So there needs to be moderation. What I don't want, what I want is them to actually moderate, but at the same time, I want, Twitter and Facebook, I, I just want them held to the same standards. So, you know, the same simple moderation standards and, and everything else, leave it alone. So, so when we start getting into the First Amendment, all right, and now, now we have to look at the Founding Fathers had no clue that there was ever going to be a thing called Internet, okay? Uh, they had no clue there was going to be a thing called telephone. They barely had an idea there was a thing called mail, right? So we've got these First Amendment rights situation going on here. And then I have to look at, no matter if you disagree with Trump or not, okay, if you love him or you hate him, the fact is now we have platforms that out there that said, we're banning you. We want to ban your First Amendment 
right to say whatever it is you want to well, say. Now that's not with necessarily. I mean, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait. Let me finish this. Now wait a minute. Let me finish okay. this. So even with the fact that we can't yell fire in a theater, if anybody remembers what a theater is anymore. If you, if, if <laughs> I remember you, right, you can't, so you brought up a good point in the beginning when you said about the user agreements, the, okay, the EULAs that are always out there with these things. In other words, if you break a rule that they set up, then they do need to moderate it. The problem is the sure, the sheer volume of free speech that's being put out there is next to impossible to moderate. You can put all the, you know, algorithms out there that you want to try to base on certain words and certain ideas but the nsa cannot even keep up with the ability to find a bomber right, right? so that 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 same censorship on free speech is also the one that got royal flicks reviews video removed as scanner darkly so i just want to prove a point that it's not perfect it's not well it, but here, here's the thing is that, it, that the the first amendment is congress shall make no law <clears throat> Pertaining to the, the, the I, I don't know the exact wording, but I do know that it starts with Congress shall make no law. A group of okay, baboons. A very, very important thing is, is uh, I mean, yeah, it is what it is, but, you know, all, all things uh, uh, work in the way they should. They're following the Constitution, you know, the, the way that one would, would hope, you know, as, as far as that interpretation. They make no laws regarding that. Facebook, Parler, Twitter, they, these are private companies. Um as it stands, and they, they have a right to refuse services to anybody they want. Correct. Um, uh, uh, Trump and a number of people did violate their, their terms of, of service. So the, there, um, there is something I want to bring up after your point, so sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. But at the same time, like I'm, I was telling my girlfriend yesterday, like I, I, I disagree with it and I agree with it. Like like I, I, I agree that people should not be able to use that site in order to incite violence or, in my opinion, fucking treason. Um, I, I swear to God, I will fucking have words with anybody who said that shit wasn't flat out fucking treason. Um, against the Constitution. Inciting a coup. Um, but uh, <laughs> at the same time, like I have to look at it like you can't, what what happens if I'm on the other side? You know what I mean. It's uh, I, I I wish I could remember the exact quote, but it's uh, you know first they came for for my neighbors and I said nothing, and then they came for you know my male fan and I said nothing. I'm using just well, it's a Second Amendment uh, argument. And then when they came for me, no one was was there to speak for me. Right. So what happens when when you're on the wrong side of something and it's the the, the conservatives that are that are saying, hey liberals, you can't talk this way or we're going to deplatform you. Like, I don't want that to happen on either side. I want everybody held to the same standard, and then let's all meet the middle. The way to combat bad speech is not less of it. It's more speech. It's, it's letting people hear those ideas and not say, like, you can't say this here. Like, no, no, no. Argue the point. So there, there was— You know, like, like, that's the whole thing. I would say that there's a social compact that we all unconsciously agree with, that we all acknowledge that— the First Amendment says Congress shall cut you fucking Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I can't do the I can't do an impersonation of him unless he was Russian. Um, <laughs> so there, there's an agreement that we have that we all acknowledge the First Amendment actually says Congress shall make no laws regarding. But the agreement we all unconsciously have is free speech means that Bob over there can say hateful shit and do whatever he wants. And I don't have to agree with it. The, the couple of issues I have is de, you're deplatforming Trump and other people. Usually they're conservatives. The, the, the issue I have is you never do it with other people. There was, and Twitter actually stopped this pretty early, but there was a thing on Twitter saying hang Pence. And I've seen absolutely vile stuff said about all sorts of people, women, men, and you don't see that stuff disappear. It trends on Twitter and Facebook and and, and, I, and we actually saw more to your point. Is we actually saw the same thing with like parts of the Black Lives Matter movement. And, I, and I'm not going to, you know, demonize the, the entire movement, just, you know, the handful of folks who were, in fact, like in, inciting violence in one way or another on those platforms. But since it's on the liberal side of everything and those people don't want to be like on the wrong side of history regarding it, they kind of let it slide. It's, but then they only go after it when it's the conservative side. Now, I'm, I'm not a conservative by any stretch, and I'm also not really like a like a Democrat in the in the, in the modern sort of sort of sense either. Oh, you're a pinko um, commie. We both know. Matter of fact, I just yeah, yeah, I just if anything, just just so want to bow the fuck out of politics lately. But uh, 
but you know, it's I, I want everybody held to that same standard of like, hey, hey, we're not going to let you come on to this platform and and you know organize fucking hate crimes or organize you know like treasonous activity or incite violence and those sorts of things. If you guys want to have a discussion, you know, even if it's something that I find absolutely abhorrent, you know, like uh, um, you know why we need to, uh, uh, you know, not let Jews do something or whatever. Like, I, I, I will fight for your right to say that, you know, whether I agree with you or not. And, and then try to combat that with either, hey, everybody, look at how stupid this guy is. Or, hey, listen, counter argument, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. It's so, not, <clears throat> I never listen to that guy because then it just seems under the fucking surface you know, they'll go get together and, you know, like back alleys and, you know, and, and it gets worse. It makes people feel more disenfranchised and you rowdy more people to your cause because oh, well. people are just looking at <clears> it. We, we could like go down the rabbit hole on the whole Nazi thing and everything that happened during, during the, you know, the, 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 the pre-World War II situation, World War II and all that happened, but that whole, that whole deal. But let, let me ask you this question though. When, and when we get to uh, freedom of speech, we also get to, uh, you know, the, the freedom of the press. And so at what point are these platforms, you know, Twitter, Parler, whatever, at what point are they considered press, right? And all of a sudden now, now that's a, that's a whole different standard. And so at what point do we consider them simply like a town hall? No one meets in a fucking bar anymore. You know, back in the day, you used to have politicians not on soapboxes. They were in pubs. Well, sure, of course. Talking to the constituents there, because that's where people meet. Now people meet on Twitter. They meet on Facebook, on Parler, whatever. Well, what, what Rob was specifically going towards, if, if, if my guess is correct, is there's actually legal requirements on what a platform and a publisher can have. A platform, that means that they're not responsible for the content on their website as long as there's some sort of steps forward to move it. Now, say, for example, removing Trump, does that make him a publisher? Now, if that makes him a publisher, that means every violation of anything, they're solely responsible for that because they published it. Right. And so, basically, they're, they're removing the blanket protection. And if that's the case... Mike Pence, for example, say if his wife was scared for his life because somebody wants to that put on Facebook, hang Mike Pence, that means Mike Pence's wife and Mike Pence can sue Twitter because they allowed that on their platform and it wasn't immediately removed. And the, the, right, which I mean, you know, I, I don't uh, I don't I don't like that either. I mean, I don't want the, the particular company. I mean, you know, one would hope <laughs> that they have some kind of system in place in order to stop that. And and you know, and honestly, it's not even like the some people very tongue-in-cheek or even in a joking way, uh, you know, would say something like, hang my pets. Now, that might not necessarily be my particular style of humor or, or maybe context means a lot. <clears throat> I mean, where I would draw the line is, hang my pets, I'll meet you at the corner of such and such at noon. I mean, hang hang <laughs> you know, my like, like that's that, that where it starts drawing a, drawing a line. That would be a pretty stiff joke. I mean, that's that's... We're on a slippery slope. I mean, yeah, We're I mean, on a slippery but, you know, slope whatever. here. How many times have I said we need to kill George Lucas because he fucked up Star Wars? <laughs> That's right. Serious. That's right. No, and it's a slippery slope. <laughs> That's the problem that I have with this whole thing. We've got to really That's look wrong. at yeah, this. Yeah. It's a slippery slope when we start banning somebody. And trust me, I'm not, you know, I'm not happy with the whole situation either, by far. But I do worry when we start all of a sudden banning people because of what and it, and who's making that decision. Now on on platforms like Twitter or Facebook or whatever it may be, they're not publicly owned. That but but where do they sit? They you know I've, I I know that uh, Zuckerberg wanted to say hey you know we're we're we provide news. We're a news service at one point. And, and it's like, okay, so. And CNN's a drama network. Right? So he, he yeah, wants right. to be press. Well, that's a whole different level altogether. All <laughs> Somebody washing dishes. What? This well, is <laughs> welcome to This Week in ASMR. <laughs> anyway, well. I, I think there, <laughs> it's got to be James. It's all his fault. Well, uh, you know, here's well. the thing is what I, what I don't want and, and what I, what I kind of just me as a person, not in, not in any kind of a, a free speech way, but why I disagree with something like Parler, where it really takes 
you know, a, a swath of the country and sets them aside is that you end up with even more of a feedback loop. But that's, you know, you end up with the, 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 the bubble that everybody puts themselves in of I'm only going to listen to people that, that I agree with and never challenge their idea. I, I, I hate, I hate to break it to you. Twitter. And by the way, if you're out there, you disagree with me. It's because you haven't seen it, but, but Twitter and a lot of these social networks do have a built-in bias. I've seen it happen. I've seen Whoa, conservative, of I've, I've seen, I've seen conservative voices be silenced and, so the, the, the benefit about Parler, and I'm going to go to the fact they were a newer company, so they weren't necessarily set up to do, like, I don't think they were expecting the flood of what they're marketing to. So I, I think their success was also their downfall. But I, I think this was an attack on all sides. And I, I think instead of, instead of somebody said, hey, like Apple, for example, said, we have you 24 hours to moderate it. That's impossible to moderate anything that fast with any sort of traffic. It took years for Twitter to get even remotely good as they are now. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, and, I, and I think it's, it's gone, <clears throat> the pendulum swung the other direction where they even glance at something that even, even entirely out of context, just kind of like, like it's their radar. They're like, fuck it, ban it. Well, you know what I mean? Like it, they don't even look at it. I mean, YouTube's been going through the same thing. It's like a liability. A of like a, like a, a, right. Yeah, which, I mean, at least the way they look at it. Like, I watch a lot of gun channels. Um, they're all gone, aren't you know, they? You know, mostly just people shooting, shooting targets. Oh, they're all, they're all around, but they're, they're demonetized, you know? And even for simple things of like, hey, we're just going to see how much paper it stops to stop a nine millimeter kind of stuff, you know? Um, demonetized, you know, like, like pulled off because it violates the terms of use and, and people aren't even watching these things in order to make that decision. You know, it's become so subjective to the fucking douchebag sitting there at the computer, you know, saying like, Oh, I saw the, the glance of a gun. This is, this is automatically demonetized. Right. So, so now not only do we have algorithm rhythms taking a look at <laughs> looking for words like gun, bullet, shoot, whatever, automatically flagging things. Then you've got the person behind that computer, if there is a person, trying to make a decision also with his uh, opinion that's that's going to be thrown in it to us. I'm pro-gun, I'm anti-gun, whatever it may be. So now you've got right. that person yeah. throwing in, you know, that into the, the loop. And then his supervisor, with his own opinions, uh, says, no, you can't do this. So we have a whole slippery slope yeah. situation going on here. And, and, right, and, and, and a lot of those companies are very much on the left side of politics which which look again might be the side that i agree with more than anybody but it doesn't stop me from thinking like dude it's a bad idea so i i have a question this is this is for everybody in the panel oh i'm included now you're always included speak up john <laughs> you just have to you have to speak up um between ryan and i nobody gets a chance so you know that huh? Well, usually it's me who's carrying the show. So, and then you sit there and say you're going to mute me. I didn't. Which you never actually do. No, of course not. He says it, but you know that's a threat, idle threat. Yeah. So, have you ever guys heard of the FCC fairness doctrine? So yeah. It was introduced in the, the the fairness, fairness doctrine. doctrine. Basically, it states it's the fairness doctrine. In the United States, the Federal Communication oh. introduced in '49 was a policy. Were required the holders of broadcast license to both present both controversial issues of public importance to do so in a manner that was honest, equitable, and balanced. And that was uh, apparently it was removed in 2011. I it's probably more than that. So here's my question. It sounds, sounds like a utopia that you just said. I'm like, what? What fucking alternate universe What's is this an, happening? Well, so well, didn't CNN build their back <laughs> on that? Yeah. David? I mean, so like one of the uh, what's his name? Uh, Rush Limbaugh was one of the guys who helped basically pioneer the version of talk radio there is today. So here is my thought because there is so much polarization in politics. Does something like this need to come back because you have, you have a lot of left wing stations. You have a handful of right, uh, right wing stations. Does something need to force them to actually be journalists now? And somehow maybe yeah. that will reflect in Twitter and all these people, because now you're seeing both sides of you, not just, hey, Trump said this, and this is what he meant. And you have other people saying, oh, no, Trump said this is what Trump meant. You know, is it time that we balance the scales by force? It'll it'll be interesting to I see mean, with the new administration that's coming hoping. on board. Okay. With the new administration that's coming on board, it's going to be interesting to see which way it swings back 
one way or the other as far as that goes. Yeah, no kidding. You know, yeah, uh, so it's, it, Jonathan, you bring up a really, really good question. And, and where is the fairness in, in, in uh, the discussion that's out there? It does tend to lean one way. And yet, when you, if you're a fan of that one way, you're going to defend it as, as vehemently as you can. If you're not a fan of it, yeah, you're, you're, I, right? Because it would I bug me. I particularly believe, yeah, for sure. I particularly believe that, that uh, uh, news organizations should not be able to sell advertising. Oh, that'd be good. I mean, now you got to pay for your news. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, or at the very least, it's subsidized by the idea. government. You know, hey. You know, if you want to uh, hear news, you got to pay me nineteen ninety five a month. I would, you know, I would, I would be okay with them, you know, selling ads, but it limits the ads, like no clickbaiting, no funky articles. I want to see, well, no, I want to see deal, is, is I want to see you, deal for meal and, and and period ads. I want to see like it was when I was a kid. No, not, no, no the, the the problem is simply is that those particular advertisers who are advertising on on let's say CNN or Fox, just to use the the two you know polar opposites of each other. Um, they see eyeballs on their TV. So the news organization has every fucking incentive to say, you know, to go with their base and to sens- uh, sensationalize everything and to only focus on the fringes. How many times has Fox, you know, only ever paid attention to the far left fringe of people, which is by no fucking stretch of the imagination anywhere near a majority? Um, of what the actually reasonable people think, but they focus on that because Tucker Carlson gets good fucking ratings and he's able to sell, you know, more <laughs> Ford F-150. I, and I, the same I, thing with CNN. They're going to focus on the crazy-ass fucking QAnon fucking people, <laughs> even though there's like 40 of them. By the way, and, this is and, this is one of the reasons... nowhere near represent a common conservative uh, uh, opinion. I just, just realized they had a, had their own logo. Was it the the the, the it's guy the with the horns? It's the big Q. Oh the, yeah, because there was a guy that oh, one, of, really? one of the stupid nutballs that that did the Tradios yeah. act right. He was wearing a sweatshirt with a with their logo on it. I had no idea they actually had their right. own logo. Those forty guys that are out there. So, so. Th- this is why I think maybe the fairness doctrine needs to come back because then it limits then they by basically doing that. And how they basically would enforce that is every broadcaster has an FCC license, and and this is traditional over the air. I don't they know how do it works. now. I don't they know. Still how, do. I, well, I don't know how it works for cable, for C- example. Well, cable's regulated as well. So, so my thought was basically the way it would work is if they did something that pre- was perceived somehow unbalanced, and they research it, they would pull your license. So mm. so basically, you know, I see what you're saying. They would suspend it. So I think what you're going to have to do is you have. A board of people who do their best to be fair and balanced, not sure if those people actually exist anymore. So the FCC, the chairman of the FCC is appointed by the president. Yes. So it would have to be somebody so, who, who's who's not affected by an appoint, governmental appointee. There's their problem, right? So as soon as you have a governmental agency, yeah, there is your it's problem. whoever's ever in charge. So <laughs> it's, it's back to yeah. where's our fair and balance? We well, don't get it. And part of the part of the problem is people aren't actually interested in watching just like an evening news program. They want to watch Tucker Carlson. They want to watch Don Lemon. The guys who are doing very admitted opinion shows. That's it's an op-ed. Well, yeah, it's that's, just like watching Rush gonna, Rush Limbaugh. You know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get going in, and 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 that's fine. Right. Right. right? Yeah. So if you have an op-ed thing where you know whatever it is you're doing, let's say like same same show, you can talk anytime. Let, let's say it's our show, and then our show is uh, you know we're pretty balanced, but sometimes our show goes leans one way or the other, and, and and but but compared to some of them, I mean it's yeah, I mean podcasts. If you want to talk about a world of the wild wild west out there, it's podcasts. You can get every yeah, okay. opinion idea whatever you want there's a podcast out there right now of people talking yep. about it the, the weirdest thing about the podcast sure. though is maybe it's just because of how i grew up and i'm not exactly the most trusting motherfuckers out there but it's you have people like <laughs> quoting alex jones and and the, <laughs> the new info wars and some of the wacker joe rogan uh, uh, uh <laughs> interviewees and like oh did you hear like I, my, one of my favorite interactions with somebody is... That's is, how they get clicks. Is, is God rest her... Uh, God rest her soul. She's still alive. Um, 
I don't know why I said that, but basically she said, oh, you know, the Zionists are taking over the government. I'm like, wait, hold on, pause. Which, which, which person said this? I, I'm, I'm not going to say yeah. on air. Oh, come on. No. Um, so if she said it on air, you can say it on air. Well, she told me personally. Yeah, oh, really? Oh, um, so right, her, her, her comment was... No, her her comment was the Zionists are taking the over, Zionists and, I, and I said, "Wait, wait, hold on. You mean like Jews? No, Zionists. Like, I, hold on. So you know who so, Zionists are? So I, I I had to I had to explain her that Israel and the no, Bible. So I had to tell her I had to tell oh, her like so the Bible Israel's called Zion. I went through the whole story, and I said, she's like, oh, and it's just like. And that's, 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 that's the funny thing is maybe it's cause you know, my dad grew up in the sixties and seventies and that was the era of questioning the man that's that right. I, I, you know, I'm still questioning the man to this day. And that's, you know, that's, that's why I have the Twitch. I questioned the man and got slapped for it. Um, oh, hey, I grew up in an area, you know, you... our group she was listening to. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing I think is funny is it's like. It's it's like the older generation and everything they they read on uh, on the internet is true. I I don't understand. Maybe we just need to up the education of hey, maybe you need to do a little reading between the lines. Hey, you know what? I was thinking about this for a minute. I'm going to jump in here. I was thinking about I remember the day, okay? I was watching my doo-doo-doo, father. Doo-doo-doo, yeah, my, my my dad was a news junkie. Okay? Oh. He would get three or four newspapers <gasps> delivered a day. Oh my god. All right. Plus whatever was on the radio. What's a newspaper? Right. And, and, and uh, I, I mean, he was about as much a news junkie as you could ever get. I actually didn't know that. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, he would read the paper from cover to back and that's the way it was for many, 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 many years. Right. And you would get all these newspapers sure. and you'd reread them from front to back. And, you know, did you see this story? Did you see that story? Is it? And then I started thinking about where was all these, uh, these tabloids started from. I started thinking about it. I had never saw a tabloid when I was a kid, really, except that it dawned on me that I started seeing the stuff coming from Britain. And I think it was called the Globe that yeah, started. The Globe.co.uk right? is still okay, a thing. Yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah. And, and then and then you started getting some of that. And, and I, I would see that every now and then. I, you know, and then I got uh, Alfred E. Newman, you know, you, you got your mad magazines and you yeah, got some weird just stuff. Say mad. Yeah. Right? You started seeing some weird stuff like that. And, you know, my, my dad would look at me. I'd get a Mad, Mad Magazine. He'd, what the f- are you reading? You know, it's like, <laughs> well, it's it's really a comic book, Dad. Don't worry about it. It You're doesn't right, matter. Yeah. Right? And and so I started thinking about, you know, press and the way press is handled now. And it's just, that's why I brought up podcasts and everything, because it is so wild out there now compared to what it used to be. It's such a different world. I mean, we have, look, look at, look, the four of us doing this show right now. This wouldn't have happened just five years ago, really. And, and it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, you know, how many people listen to all the different things that are out there now? Wait a second, Rob, we've been doing this podcast for (laughs) over five years. Almost almost 10. Well, that was almost pre, 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 they didn't even call it. But five years ago is when they first started using the term podcast. Before then, uh, okay. So this is this is where I got to correct you on that. Oh, all right, go ahead, correct me. So I've been listening to podcasts since roughly yeah, yeah, tw- yeah. two thousand two. What was it called? Two- what was it really called before podcasts? Podcasts. Uh huh. What does pod stand for? iPod. <laughs> so I've I've yeah, I've. That's I've where it all- so it all falls apart adam curry i've been listening before adam adam, curry. i've been listening adam before curry. Uh, adam curry was 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 doing or roughly doing it that's when rss came a thing i remember downloading podcasts uh via their website <laughs> um yeah so, adam curry was the guy who coined the podcast yeah the pod father not Joe Rogan. Right. So well, Rob's, <laughs> Rob's looking up something. I did want to mention, he talked about this sensational journalism. Um, I did want to bring up William Randolph Hearst and yellow journalism. Huh? Oh, and in 1890s, <laughs> he used melodrama, romance, hyperbole to sell millions of newspapers, a style that became known as yellow journalism, which if you pay attention to modern shit today, that's what you're getting, folks. It's just served in a well, dish you and- prefer. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, um, first of all, fuck that guy. Um, second of all, it's, it's not He could care less, he's fault. long dead. Along with your cat, apparently. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not entirely his fault, only because it, it's, it's partly on, on us. It's on us for letting people 
you know, simplify complex issues. You know what I mean? When you when you condense a, a complicated thing and, and it, it gives comfort to people that they, they feel like they can understand it, but it doesn't have the nuance that it, that it requires. It's human nature. You know, people like things to be simple. And when somebody can Close say, notes. I have a simple way to break this down, it's, it's simple, it's easy to digest, but it's also inaccurate just by fucking nature. You know, and we stopped knowing how to pay attention, stopped knowing what questions to ask, you know what I mean? Which is why, you know, this last whatever decade, I've just been kind of like disappointed in, in, a, in, in the world's, not just America's critical thinking skills of not even knowing what questions to ask anymore. Just so, accepting the, the narrative that's, that's surrounding them at any time. This is where I get to bring up my favorite Roddy Roddy Piper quote. The moment you think you know all the answers, I change the questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know. So Rob was going to say something. I, no, I was just getting back to my point. But you, you know, you're right about you know the whole <laughs> Adam Curry situation. It's it started, and I remember this because a little bit of the programming I did with what was called iPodder, mm-hmm. and you know, and I've forgotten about the fact that that was the way this whole thing started and it was running into iPods, and that's why it started becoming a podcast. So. Uh, yeah. I, I, I tip my hat to James, but fuck you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did I do? <laughs> nothing. You did nothing. I, um, was, just, oh, I was just waking okay. you up because well, I knew you fell asleep there for a moment. Um, oh, no. I've just been listening to you guys just sit there and rant. I well, mean, I mean, you know, that's. It seems to be, you know, you speak up anytime. You've got an opinion. Oh, I was. I'm sorry, man. I thought oh, no. I had a rough day. All right, buddy. See you hey, later. That, was, that the was the longest five minutes ever. Good hearing from you. Stay safe. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'll talk to you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm, his, his girlfriend's probably like, man, dinner was here like 20 minutes ago. What the fuck? No, the cat's thinking, thank God. Oh, Twitter suspends 70,000. I'll... Elanon, the Count's massive purge. They've been doing some pretty heavy stuff. I've been quasi taking seventy thousand accounts. I've been quasi yeah, taking. I I but say I've been that. saying, I've been saying the same thing that you've been saying that you said, Rob. Is it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Once we start down this road, where does it end? But I mean, as Ryan said, there's user agreements that people agreed to granted they didn't read them but nobody does nobody can read a year yeah. today can't 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 do it yeah i it, but yeah no. it's not going to end with this i oh sorry james oh, i'm done so i i think <laughs> no, you're, you know to, to james's point there which is absolutely right James, you're, you're absolutely right on that because it, it is a very slippery slope and where, where it's going to go, I don't know. And, and Jonathan, you brought up, and I don't know if you can look it up, but one of the things I, 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 I've been too busy today doing real stuff, uh, <laughs> Damn. life stuff, life. you know, wow, that was, that but, was, uh, that was I'm stiff. sorry, but I wanted to know exactly what the quote is that Trump said that the Congress is saying is um seditious and treasonous and because i i want to know the exact quote because i believe that the people that were gathered at the capitol to do ill will were there and going to they were going to do it no matter what was said um that's just my feeling there's i I can't prove it but my my I'm sorry. I look up Trump and seditious. You'll you'll be qu- you'll be you'll be scrolling oh, for forever. A while. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, but- okay. So wait, 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 Rob. Okay, go back for a second here. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying you want to know the the line, the exact verbiage that Congress. Yeah. That- is looking at charging him with sedition over. I do. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. So did you listen to the speech? That he gave. I did not. So you haven't heard the actual speech. I did not hear that him. He gave I, right before the, right before they marched to the White House. Well, I take or, it back. The, I take it back. Sorry, not the White House. I I got to take that back. Yeah, it was the White the House. Capitol. to the Capitol, the Capitol building. building, not the White House. Um, yeah. So, yes, as I was multitasking. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, but there's some wording in there. Okay. There, there's actually a 
couple different ones. I would actually have to look it up right away to to to. Well, I mean, he was he he was implying that the election but, was rigged, right? Wasn't that what he was talking about? And that they're not going to take it, and that they will not concede, they will not give up, they will fight for it. Now, that wording where he says they can fight for it is where I think that they're looking at it as he was telling them to go and fight and get violent over it. That's stretching it. Well, but that is stretching. That it is stretching. But, it, but that's what they do, right? I mean, true. but it also yeah, did that happen. That is exactly so. what they do. Yeah, yeah. So it did happen that way. Um, there was another wording in there somewhere. I don't. I don't have it. You know, it's not like I memorized the the thing. I only right. listened to it. I think I only listened to it twice, just because I was sitting there thinking the same thing that you are. So you know, I'm like, okay, so where did this all go wrong? <laughs> You know, that's where I was, is where did that all go wrong on, um, and I'm actually seeing if I can get the transcript of it. Um, So while you're looking for that, let me tell you my small opinion of myself to a degree, but I'm just bringing out a point where I'm going, I believe that the the bad actors that were going to go ahead and storm the Capitol had a decision to go ahead and do that no matter what was going to happen. It happens to be the same situations you get in the Black Lives Matter peaceful protests where you get the group of people out there to decide, no, I'm going to go ahead and burn and steal and you know do whatever I can, yeah. right? Uh, it's the same kind of thing. So you have a group of people there that were rightfully protesting, rightfully saying their opinion that had no intention whatsoever of doing anything illegal, doing anything harmful, doing anything that took place. And, and, and so you always have the bad actors in these groups. I saw it during the Vietnam war protests. Uh, I'm seeing it at, at the black lives matter protests. Now we're seeing it here at the, at the Trump protests. You always are going to have the bad actors that are going to make it look bad for all of us. And that's yeah, the part. So no. that, that's the other thing that I was going to come back to is the, the issue I really have is that maybe Antifa was there. Maybe Black Lives Matter was there. That's all fine and good. But those guys didn't take uh, uh, Trump supporters at that Capitol and drag them over to the windows and make them bash out the windows. Right. They, they didn't make that happen. <clears throat> Maybe they helped instigate it, and we can go into the whole thing of mob mentality if we really want to go there, which I don't really want to go there because that, that's just a whole another rabbit hole to go down. But they didn't make that happen. Maybe they they – worked the crowd up some, but they, as far as I'm concerned, they were already worked up when they got there. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at it as a stolen election that they want the results overturned. They wanted, um, uh, you know, uh, Pence to do something that he doesn't have the power to do. I'm sorry. He does not have the power to overturn an election. Right. I, I, that I, is not something the vice president has the power to do. I do think this all now, started though with four, so, four and a half years of perceived um, at bias though, from the and, uh, yeah. Democrats, from the Democrats. Oh, okay. Because they tried to impeach Trump before, like, well, they did impeach him. N- well, no, like before there, there was a congressman or senator. I forgot who it was, but before he was actually a sitting president, he was president elect, and the guy said, "We're already looking into how do we can get rid of him and impeach him." All right, so so this this was this was four years of the media nonstop hounding Trump, and that's why I think this happened. I think people were so tired of it that the people who felt the need to fight who were crazy enough to decide to storm anything in D.C., I think they felt they need to do it. So here we have a situation. You're absolutely right. You, here we have a situation where you have four years of one saying, oh, it was a stolen election and it wasn't good, and now we're going to have another four years where the other side's going to say it's a stolen election and any good. And, and my problem with the, the path that the Democrats are taking uh, you know, Pelosi is standing out there saying, you know, we're going to go ahead and impeach him anyway. And, you know, they try to get the 25th Amendment 
and Pence to, 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 to go ahead and use the 25th Amendment, and he refused to do it. So they're going to impeach him anyway. He, he's got, what, a week left? And at this point, it's, it's like the Democrats have to remember that they did not get a mandate in this election. It was not an overwhelming election for Biden. He didn't win by two-thirds, right? He won by a fairly slim margin as did Trump four years ago. So we have a country that is almost 50-50 and continues to be 50-50. And until we can find a middle ground, until Congress can finally get off their high asses and get a middle ground and understand that there's more than just one side to preach to, that we have to get everybody together, none of this is going to stop. And it's all cyclical. Eventually, it'll bite them in the ass. Who knows? It's coming another four years. I doubt that Biden's going to make it to, you know, if he makes it through four years, I don't see him running again in four years when he's over 84 years old. Look at Obama. I mean, even James has mentioned in the past, like Obama aged, he aged like when he stepped out of it. Every president just... You know, four years, I mean, eight years of being president, man, you're just, you're, by the time your last two years, you're just, you want to go to the, you know, the golf course or the basketball course or wherever you want to go and just, you know, the heck with being president. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. And that's exactly what Obama did. And that's pretty much, I think even George Bush the last year or so was pretty much gone. Let Cheney do everything. And uh, they said the Clinton did the same thing. So, you know, if you go back in history long enough, I think, Eight years is a long time to be president. It's a tough position. So we are out of time. Good. I think we've said it all. So any final yeah. thoughts, James? Knowing is half the battle. Well, old guy? Uh, knowing is half the battle. Yo, Joe. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for the California Pariah, for the fat man, for Ryan Preston, and the old guy, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.